You're listening to the Get Out and Drive podcast with John Custom Car Nerd Meyer and Jason Old Car Guy Car. We'll be bringing you gearheads everything you never wanted to know about cars and why they should be on the road and not in your garage. Are you ready to get out and drive? The Get Out and Drive podcast is proud to partner with the RPM Foundation and the Relista app for National Get Out and Drive Day. When you participate in National Get Out and Drive Day, you'll be able to download and use the Relista app to plan your route for Drive Day 2022. The Relista app allows you to plan your drive, share it with anyone, and make an event so your friends can get together and get out and drive. Visit getoutanddrive.com and click on the National Get Out and Drive Day tab for links and more info. When you plan your drive in the Relista app, be sure to add Drive Day 2022 in the title so everyone participating in National Get Out and Drive Day can enjoy your drive. All right, welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Get Out and Drive podcast. I am John, custom car nerd Meyer. And I'm Jason, old car guy, car. We have Nick Ellis with us today from the RPM Foundation. Hey, Nick. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Talk to us about the RPM Foundation. I know we work a lot with you guys, and some of our listeners may not know what you do. Yeah, I mean, if you're into cars and you love classic cars, you know that there's a huge uh, skilled labor shortage facing the vehicle restoration and preservation industry. There was a big push in the 70s and 80s towards everybody completing a four-year college career. And some people are just really meant for the hands-on trades. So what the RPM Foundation does is we try to encourage the next generation to get involved in vehicle restoration and preservation. We do this several different ways. We've got uh, grant funding that we use. We've given over $3.5 million over the years to organizations that teach restoration and preservation. We've got outreach programs where we will bring groups of students to different car events like classic car auctions, classic car races. Um, We'll bring them to restoration shops uh, just to identify those young people that are interested in vehicle restoration and preservation. And then we're doing our own workforce development programs. We've got an apprenticeship program where uh, young people can learn how to restore and preserve vehicles right there in the classic car uh, restoration shops and earn money while they're doing it. We've got what's called an endangered skills program where we look at what skills out there are in danger of disappearing and connecting masters of those skills with young people so that they can learn how to do those skills. And we record the process of instruction so that we have a teaching aid that's available to uh, the next generation to learn things like that. So we're doing everything that we can to try and encourage the next generation to get into this industry. And that's something that uh, we always talk about here in the Get Up Drive podcast is making sure that that next generation knows what's available, not just in you know car restoration or you know mechanics or what happened. It it's everything that goes along with it. There's different avenues that kids can take. But if we don't pass this information along to the next generation, it won't be long before there is no next generation of cars. And that, you know, part of what you guys are doing is helping to preserve that. Uh, I want you to drop some names for us. I want to know who some of the other big names besides the Get Up and Drive podcast that uh, RPM Foundation works with. Well, that's a good question. We work with a lot of different uh, top tier shops. One of the most involved partners of RPM is, uh, and I, I got to give credit to Jason Wenig at the Creative Workshop down in Florida. They that This is one of the best shops in the country. 
They produce multiple Concorde award-winning vehicles. Jason uh, has volunteered to be one of the uh, host shops for the apprentices that we're recruiting and putting directly into these shops and also helped us come up with the curriculum behind the apprenticeship program. So huge help there. Uh, We work with McPherson College as a funding recipient. Pennsylvania College of Technology is a major funding recipient of ours. We've worked with shops all across the nation, from California to New York. I mean, we've got connections all across the country. It's incredible how much reach you guys have. Yes. And in the industry and, and who you get to talk to and who you get to be involved with that are that are in the industry. I know a lot of large, We've you and I have thrown, thrown around a lot of large names in the industry and things That's like that. Right. Um, what are some of the most memorable stories about students that have benefited from the program? Have you had people, students in the program that have gone through and gone on to greatness? We have. Like uh, one of the ones that I'm uh, particularly happy with is Sean Robinson, uh, who came to us when he was a student at Lyons Township High School here in Illinois. And Sean is one of those very rare young people who is just, he's an artisan. He's a true craftsperson in the making. He is a skilled woodworker, metalsmith, and uh, engine uh, person. He can do uh, body work and paint. Uh, Sean came into our network through our outreach programs. He learned about different organizations that teach restoration and preservation, ended up as a student at the Person College. He's benefited from RPM scholarship funding. Um, I think we also helped him out with gap funding and certain internships. And um, now he's working as a professional in the industry. He works for Metal Edge Creations here in in Illinois. And extremely talented young man and somebody that we're going to be talking about this person in 20 years as one of the top restorers in the country. And he's working in a custom aspect or a restoration preservation aspect or both restoration preservation he's one of the rare people that is his age but also interested in pre-war you know a lot of people like to kind of talk down on this generation say oh we can't get them off the phones and they're not interested in what we're interested in the thing that you hear is that all these pre-war vehicles are going to kind of rust away to nothing because nobody's left to take care of them. And I don't, I don't think that's true. We've got a lot of young people who love working on brass era cars. They love working on the wood portion of the vehicles. And the reason that they get to that point is we invite them in. If they come to us, and we've talked about this before, John, if they right. come to us and they're excited about working on a 1996 Jeep Cherokee, we can't turn our noses up at that because, you know, if, if we invite them and their 96 Jeep Cherokee to a car show where they're going to get exposed to that 32 Ford or the pre-war white touring car, then who knows, they might be a steward of those cars for the next generation. So we have to encourage as much as we can. And speaking of encouraging, I, I know that generally anybody who's in the automotive industry at any level, whether it's preservation, restoration, custom, I'm always curious to find a little bit about the background on people who are the front and center of certain things like RPM Foundation. Nick, how did you become in the position that you're in? With Was it your interest? Was it a common goal? It's one of the most convoluted routes you could possibly take <laughs> to doing a job like this. I have always been a car person. I'm one of, um, I'm one of four boys. I've got three brothers. 
my dad has always been a car guy and he would bring me into the garage and show me how to work. He had a 51 Mercury coupe when I was growing up. And so I caught the bug that way. So all my brothers are aware of cars and they like cars. None of them got it at the level that I have. And I've always loved working with my hands. I always loved uh, working on motorcycles. And I bought a, a 67 Pontiac Firebird when I was two days out of college. And I had about $10 to my name, probably the worst financial decision I could have made. <laughs> but you can't. You, it, when you love it this much, it's not a rational decision. You can't help it. What I say is... If there was an RPM foundation around at that point, I would have had a much different career because I I was told you have to go to a four-year college. So I went there and I actually studied radio and television, never worked a day in it, got out of that. And I worked in the family's candy factory. Uh, that closed after a few years. I went and I worked in IT for years, but I always was a car person. I've owned over 35 different cars in my life. And I, they've all needed work. They've all been cars that you don't know if they're going to get you from point A to point B, but it's going to be a lot of fun going along the way. Never even really thought of it as a career until I found out about the RPM Foundation. They were looking for a grants administrator. And I'll tell you, being the grants person at a foundation that gives grants to the programs that we kind that, that we support that's that's one of the best jobs in the world because you hear about these programs that so desperately need the funding and so desperately need the support that we provide and we get to do that so i was hooked from the get go i was making a much better living in it before i <laughs> before i came over to the nonprofit world but i i tell everybody i wouldn't change it for the world because it's something that's so fulfilling and something that's in line with what i love to do and uh, to be able to do it as a living, it's, it's, um, it's really a dream come true. So I had a, a crazy weird road in getting there, but it, uh, it worked out, in my opinion, the best way possible. Well, I think that follows suit with simply everything that we're doing in the automotive industry. We don't do it necessarily because it makes sense or because right. it is going to make us money. It's because of the passion. Right. And I believe that that is exactly what... The RPM Foundation is trying to make sure the recipients of these grants have and be able to pursue those passions. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but you guys seem to have been very successful at doing what you're doing. Yes, we've uh, we've been around for 17 years. We've given over 3.5 million dollars to organizations that uh, support the next generation. And uh, you know, in that time. We've really been able to identify the programs that are successful in finding those. I mean, they're really, they're very rare people who are not just technically apt, but also artistically apt. These are, this is the true definition of a craftsperson. When you have both of those sides of your brain firing at the same time, that is not an easy thing to find those people. So over the years, Supporting the organizations that we've been able to support, we've been able to figure out which ones are going to be successful in bringing those, those students out of the woodwork. Look, I know everyone wants to get out and drive, but it's been difficult with the price of gas lately. But get out and drive doesn't have to mean physically driving your ride. Get out and drive means sharing your auto repair skills with the next generation. Hashtag what drives youth? Get out and drive means watching a classic road trip movie or something with a cool chase scene. Get out and drive means hosting a car show or a cruise. Get out and drive means working on that project car to get it ready to get out and drive. 
Get out and drive means get those toy cars, Hot Wheels, remote control cars and die casts and burn up the pavement. Get out and drive means supporting organizations that help keep the automotive industry and hobby alive. What does get out and drive mean to you? Let us know by leaving a message on our listener hotline. Just go to getoutanddrive.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the listener hotline button. John, it's great to have some awesome Drive Day ambassadors joining our team all the way up and down the East Coast. You know, we're heading inland. We're trying to make our way west. So if your name is not on this list and you want to be a Drive Day ambassador and you're out there somewhere in the Midwest or the Rockies or on the coast, let us know because we want to get some stickers and some stuff out to you to help us get the word out of National Get Out and Drive Day. Well, I know we love supporting everything having to do with the next generation, and I know we love supporting the RPM Foundation. So far as we have been supporting you with upcoming Drive Day, 2022 National Get Out and Drive Day is coming up uh, this coming Sunday, October 2nd. What are you doing for Drive Day? I know you said you have a couple of cars. You got to tell us what you're going to drive, uh, and and uh, and make sure you send us all of your videos. I'd love to see what you're doing. First and foremost, uh, we are so grateful for the support that Get Out and Drive has provided for RPM and for you know naming us as a charity beneficiary of Get Out National Get Out and Drive Day, and uh, for the exposure that you provided us. Uh, you know, you hosted a couple of our students on the podcast um, uh, just the other day. And, uh, you know, so thank you very much for that. I am going to be, if it starts and if it, if it takes it out of the garage, I've got my 1968 Mercury Cougar. And one of the best drives here in Chicago is you take uh, Lakeshore Drive up to Willow Road. And uh, there's a beautiful, it's called the Baha'i Temple that you can go around. It's a Buddhist temple and it's just absolutely gorgeous. You get the right day and the right weather, and you do that drive. That is absolutely one of the most fun tours around Chicago that you can do. And whether you're actually driving under your own power or getting pushed, as I probably will, um, that's oh, what you'll I'm be, be doing. You'll be fine. That thing will run. <laughs> When's the last time you drove that car? I actually just took it to Detroit and back. It's I was fine. out there for yeah. I was out there for the uh, Detroit Auto Show and the Concord. Yeah. Yeah. It's making a funny noise. It's uh, there's a a, ta- a a lifter that's been making the same tapping noise for probably the last five thousand miles. I just I know it's a, le- a lobe on the cam that I I have to replace the camshaft, and I just have not been able to find the time to do it. So I keep just begging it to get me where I'm supposed to go. The left hand knob on the radio fixes that. I I've learned that. I, that's actually <laughs> the first. Yeah, I just you turn it up. Yes. And all of a sudden the noise goes away. It's really miracle. Exactly. It is a fantastic factory <laughs> option. Just whittle that thing, turn it a little bit. Car runs like a charm. I'll tell you, I'm glad they sprung for it. Yes. And Nick, if it's making a noise, it's still there. So just, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah, nobody stole it, right? <laughs> like when it doesn't leak oil, that means it's out of oil. That's right. That's right. So, Nick, you talked uh, briefly, we, we had mentioned that we did have uh, a couple of uh, students uh, that we interviewed in our last podcast that if you guys haven't listened to that, please make sure you go back and listen to it. It's very informative. Uh, there's lots of information there. Uh, but Nick, tell us a little bit about uh, the X-Cup and the X-Cup teams and what it's all about. 
uh, kind of leading up to us interviewing Kenzie and Olivia in our last podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, you would need three episodes for me to tell you all the good things <laughs> about our X-Cup team. I just, I was so absolutely over the moon thrilled with this team this year. This is our second year in supporting the scholarships, grants, and team awards for the X-Cup division of the Great Race. So this is the student division of the Great Race, which is a time-speed distance rally. You drive cars that are 1974 or older. The absolute newest car you could drive on this is a 1974. And it's about a 2,000-mile rally that takes place over uh, 10 days. Incredibly um, precise. There, there needs to be great uh, collaboration between the driver and the navigator in order to go through the instructions and get it done correctly and get where you're going exactly at the second that you're supposed to hit all these different checkpoints. So. We did a team last year, and uh, that was a terrific team. Herb Clark, uh, one of our volunteer ambassadors, put together that team and just was an absolute rock star. This year, we decided we wanted to do an all-female team. And one of the benefits of RPM being involved in this is that we're a national organization, and we can draw these students from different schools throughout the country. Typically, an X-Cup team is from one school or one local organization. So those students have had a chance to get together and they've had a chance to practice and drive together and, and really get their routine down. Our team did several different Zoom sessions and, you know, it's pretty much impossible to really understand how to run the great race over Zoom. So the first time they all met each other in person was in Rhode Island. And I got to tell you, they gelled immediately. They got together so beautifully as a team. And they complemented each other so nicely. Olivia Gaggio is a automotive student from Alfred State College. So she had a lot of really terrific technical knowledge and was able to maintain the car. We had drove a 1966 Mustang Coupe uh, that was on loan to us from LeMay America's Car Museum. Kinsey Wilson is a motorsports management student at Belmont Abbey College in South Carolina. She's been in contact with the RPM Foundation for years. The two of them were just dynamite working together and uh, did a fabulous job as navigators. As first-time navigators in this, that team scored four different aces, which is an absolute perfect time at one of the checkpoints. There are people who have done the great race for years and years and haven't scored a single one. And our team got four with no ability to practice beforehand. And, you know, meeting each other for the first time uh, in Rhode Island. So I could not be more proud of that team. That was one of the first things I asked Kenzie and Olivia. I said, how do you how do you learn how to do great race timing and drive a car and, and learn how to be a team together over Zoom? Yeah, you don't. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I was just I was flabbergasted. I said, how do you how do you do that at all? And, and, and they had great answers and they did a great job. I mean, to their credit, they they attended the calls and they asked questions and they were, you know, they were terrifically cooperative. But you just don't grasp this until you're actually in the car and you're doing it. We were very fortunate. We had Mallory Henderson was um, a veteran of the great race. She navigated uh, as a father daughter team with her father for years. And her father is Scott Henderson, who the X-Cup scholarship program is named after. Scott uh, unfortunately passed away a few years, but he was a recipient of 
the spirit of the award when he uh, and Mallory were driving the Mustang and the route took them uh, through Mount Washington. And there was an old Buick that lost its brakes and they threw their car in from the Buick and stopped them from going over the side and saved their lives. So Mallory uh, is like a local hero <laughs> on the great race. Walking around with her was like walking with Elvis. So she joined our team and gave a lot of clarification on what needs to be done and how you properly navigate. She was just a tremendous asset for us. Well, Nick, I would be remiss if I didn't say that the level of standard that you hold Olivia and Kenzie to, they did the same for you. So RPM Foundation must be doing something right uh, to put together such a great team uh, and to have that cohesiveness, uh, not just between the, the drivers and the navigators, but between, you know, support staff and administrative and, and everything that happens on that level. So uh, I do want to make sure that we have that opportunity to say congratulations. You're, you're, you guys are doing it and you're doing it very well. Thank you very much. The Great Race is a terrific event because you really are, you're really a different person after you finish the great race. There are friendships that are forged throughout that race that lasts a lifetime. One of the things that I'm most proud of throughout that whole race is that it's, you know, it's been months since the race and Olivia and her family were down in Florida and they were coming back up to New York uh, to take Olivia back to school. And they stopped in South Carolina to visit Kinsey and, and take her out to lunch. They didn't have to do that. But, you know, they obviously became really good friends throughout the race. And I love the thought that these two are going to be friends uh, for a very long time because of it. You know, Jason, we sure get to talk a lot. Yes, and some of us more than others. Who, me? I'm not pointing any fingers. Yes, you are. But we want to hear from our listeners. Just go to our website, getoutanddrive.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the listener hotline button. We want to hear from you. Cool stories, breakdown stories, questions, comments, hate mail, even hate mail, even hate mail. You got a car show in your area? Let us know. Tell us an interesting story. Let us know what you like to get out and drive. Well, we can switch gears a little bit and try to talk about the Relista app as part of yes. Drive Day. Um, can you talk us through that? And because I know we've gotten on, uh, on the app and we've, we've planned a route and, and you can share that with other people. Um, and, uh, I, I think it's going to be a great thing. I think it's going to be really cool. And it, and it's something that where other people can actually take exactly what you were doing, exactly your route, whatever you choose, and they can put it in and copy their route and you guys can share and flip flop, and it'll be a little bit without the timing and the craziness. It'd be a little bit like uh, like sharing a route on a great race. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the reasons we thought it'd be a great fit for National Get Out and Drive Day because this is an opportunity for you to plan out a route. If you've got some amazing, like I was just talking about going up to uh, the Baha'i Temple, you know, if you know of one of those little kind of best kept secrets, you can share it with different people, different passionate uh, people who love to drive and love to enjoy their cars. So it gives you the opportunity to create something that other people can get exposure to. And the creator of the app is Blake Seavey, who is on our board uh, for America's Automotive Trust, which is uh, the kind of umbrella organization over the RPM Foundation. Blake, we got to get Blake on your show because Blake is not just a software developer. He is a car guy true, through and through. Sure. He is a um, 
Uh, he's a car collector, but he's also a stunt driver. And so, I mean, this guy, you know, every time you get on the phone with him, you've got great, great stories about uh, the different uh, hijinks that he's been through on driving. So um, <laughs> here's a here's an app that was built by a true car person who really understands the thrill of taking these drives and enjoying them and sharing with the people that you want to engage in the hobby with. Maybe he can teach me how to ski. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about on two wheels. They, 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 they that's what they call the driving I, on two wheels. That he if can. Anybody knows can, how to do it. Oh, I bet. See, I can, I can hone my skills, and I can, <laughs> I can go and learn for Drive Day 2023 on two wheels. Yeah, so and that, you that'll can be, get into like really focus. narrow parking spots when you do that. Right. Yeah. See, it's useful for everything. <laughs> Just don't take your wife's vehicle when you're learning. Yes. Um, Nick, one thing I wanted to uh, just quickly touch base on is uh, with the RPM Foundation, we want to know what's up and coming. What's the next big thing on the horizon for RPM Foundation? So we've got actually a few different things. Uh, the next event, the next big event that we're going to be at is the Hilton Head Island Concord. They've been a terrific partner of ours. We unveiled our Restores Award last year at the Hilton Head Island Concord, and we unveiled the Futures class. Both of these are programs that RPM Foundation has developed to try and shine a spotlight on the people who work with their hands on these vehicles. The idea behind the Restores Award is you've got all these absolutely beautiful, beautiful vehicles that show up at a Concord. And what I love about this award is the way it works is we ask the exhibitors, the people who are the owners of the vehicles, to nominate their restores. And the reaction from them is so strong. They love the opportunity to give the people who worked on their cars their moment in the sun. So we take those nominations. We do interviews with the restorers. We get their stories. We find out which ones have the most uh, interest in engaging the next generation. And then we award the restorers award to the one who most fits that profile. We started the futures class last year, where if you're 30 years old or under, you get the opportunity to bring a vehicle that you've worked on to the Concorde and exhibit it right there on the show field next to the Ferraris and Duesenbergs. So this is an opportunity that, you know, under normal circumstances, you wouldn't get to take until you hit that higher echelon of top level restores. We let younger people go in there and enjoy it, um, enjoy that moment. And during the Concours, we've actually organized a luncheon between the Restores Award nominees and the students that participate in the Futures class and are there uh, from the schools that uh, are bringing them there on like field trips and things. So it offers a mentorship opportunity between the Restores and the young people who are interested in this as a career. That's pretty amazing. I'm, I, I, I wish I was more centrally located to be able to take part in some of these events because you know, you hear of everything that's going on in the automotive world. Um, and, you know, for some of us who, if you live on one coast or the other, it seems to be quite a challenge to do that. Is there something that uh, that you can offer to anybody either on the East Coast or the West Coast uh, that you know that's going to be happening maybe in the near future or maybe in the spring? Well, something that we, we don't have a date set, but we, on the West Coast, one of the more fun programs that we've done is we do uh, with the Sonoma Speed Festival, we did a group of apprentice judges and we brought them to, to the Sonoma Speed Festival. We 
designated 10 different cars for them to evaluate. And they learned the process of Concord judging from a couple of master judges. And that was a terrific experience because you get to see that side of the car world that not a lot of people get to see. Here's here's the behind the scenes of judging at a Concord. Uh, East Coast, I mean, uh, we're doing the great race again next year. And that's going to start in uh, Florida and it's going to go to Colorado. But we also have the Fort Lauderdale Concord that's coming up just in a couple of weeks. And we're also going to present the Restorers Award at that Concord. So we have events that go on all throughout the country. One of the things that is great about the RPM Foundation is we've got volunteer ambassadors all over the country. So they're the ones who are telling us about different events and allowing us to participate. And they'll, you know, they'll go to event, an event and they'll set up a booth and talk with people about the RPM Foundation and what we do. So it really enables us to have a national reach by, and at the same time be a relatively small organization. I know I definitely want to do my part and reach through the screen and tell you thank you very much for uh, all that you and the RPM Foundation do. I know uh, it was fantastic to see the advertisement in Hemmings, a full page ad, and to, and to stand there and look in Hemmings and 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 something that I've been reading forever, uh, and and see that and to have Drive Day mentioned in there is was incredible. Um, and, uh, I've, I've shown it and posted it and, and done as much as I can to tell everybody about the great stuff you guys do with RPM foundation. So thank you very much. We appreciate that very much. Hemmings has been a great partner to us. Mm-hmm. They give us some, um, uh, terrific exposure in their magazine. We get a lot of people who call us and say, Hey, I learned about you in Hemmings and I wanted to call and find out more. It's great for something that started off as an idea on behalf of John's wife, national get out and drive day. And we really wanted to make sure that in its third uh, appearance uh, that it got nationwide. And I think with that ad in Hemmings, it certainly did that uh, with the help of all of our Drive Day ambassadors uh, who have reached out to us and said, we want to help. We want to help spread the word. So we've had ambassadors all over Canada and the U.S. spreading the word of National Get Out and Drive Day. And when you guys are listening to this podcast, you're probably listening to it on October the 2nd. But if not, make sure you had the opportunity to check out National Get Out and Drive Day on our website at www.getoutanddrive.com. I want to thank you a ton for being a part of Drive Day and and everything that you that you do with RPM Foundation. I'm just the one tooting the horn all the time about RPM Foundation and about supporting the next generation. Everything. I don't care who is listening out there. You have to support the next generation. Don't keep your cards close to your vest. If you die with your information, everything that you've done throughout your life goes with you. All the information. And and I'm sure there's pinstripers and artists and guys that do lead work and bead rolling and interior and everything that don't want to give up their hard-earned trade secrets for fear that they're going to get ripped off, copied, compete against other people you can't have that mental attitude anymore. You have to carry on with what's happening. Somebody taught the master. The master has to pass on the information. Thank you guys for everything you do, because this is a terrific show. And I love your What Drives Youth initiative. We're lo- we're so happy to be a part of the Get Out and Drive Day. National Get Out and Drive Day is such a great concept. One of the things that I love to say is that this is what they're meant for. 
They're not meant to sit in a garage and they're not meant to sit behind glass. We can, we can observe them and love them and drive them at the same time. And I keep coming back to the people in this industry being so passionate about the vehicles. Well, you're passionate about them because they're not just pieces of art. They're actual parts of our life and our culture. And one of the stories that I love to tell is while we were on the great race, the first night of the great race is the trophy run. So we're all sitting at dinner and Kinsey is talking to a guy who is 75 years old and his first car was a Corvette. And Kinsey drag races a C4 Corvette. So here you have 20-year-old Kinsey, a cheerleader, talking with a 75-year-old man about Corvettes. Where else in what other culture is that going to happen than cars? So I thank you for what you do and thank you for shining a light on the fact that we need to be getting these cars out on the road and driving them and enjoying them. So if you're out there and you're listening, I hope that you take part in National Get Out and Drive Day. Well, Nick, thank you very much for uh, taking some time out with us uh, and, and being on the show and talking about National Get Out and Drive Day and RPM Foundation. If our listeners are out there and you're tuning in, uh, please don't get tired of me saying the RPM Foundation. I will not stop. Uh, it is an extremely important thing, and uh, I, I thank you. That's what I want to end the show with. Nick Ellis, thank you very much. Thank you so much. This is always so much fun to come and talk with you guys. Thank you so much for having me, and I uh, really appreciate everything you're doing for us. Thank you. All right. We well, have a nice evening. You too. Speed over to our friends at RacingJunk.com and sign up for a Pro Club membership. Use the code GETOUT to receive a discount when you sign up for a Pro Club membership. Cruise on over to our website, GetOutAndDrive.com, for all the info you never wanted to know about our podcast. Hit us up on our listener hotline, be the first to know what's happening, get industry news, and grab your Get Out and Drive merch. Connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Follow us on Twitter at GetOutAndDrivePod. What drives you?